Omicron, obviously, at the top of everyone's mind. And on the phone is Dr. Egan Ozer, uh, the director of Northwestern Medicine Center for Pathogen Genomics and Microbial Evolution. And, doctor, it was your department that identified the first case of what we call BA.2 in Chicago, the new stealth variant. Yes, that's right. Okay. And well, you weren't shocked, right? I mean, you were expecting this. Yeah, yeah. I think we were all expecting this to show up sooner or later. It's been uh, predominant in several countries uh, around the world. And uh, so we just, you know, some of the history of other variants uh, uh, over the last couple of years, we were expecting it to show up at some point. And Dr. Ozer, tell people who are listening to 720 WGN right now what your department does. Yeah, we uh, do uh, whole genome sequencing of the virus. We're doing genomic surveillance of of positive cases that are coming through the Northwestern system. And we've been doing so consistently over the last couple of years to try to follow how the virus is changing over time and uh, especially to look and see how those changes are affecting uh, the population uh, in, in and around Chicago. And people are calling it the stealth variant, but really it's just called BA.2. There is no name for it at this point, correct? No, that's right. It's still a variant of Omicron, so it still fits under that heading. Um, but yeah, they, they've been calling it the stealth variant because uh, there had been a sort of a shortcut that people have been using to identify Omicron. Uh, there's some tests that are looking specifically at the spike protein. And when Omicron came along, those tests no longer worked. The other tests looking for different parts of the virus, those still worked. Um, but the ones looking specifically at the spike protein, they didn't work anymore. So that's how people were able to tell the difference between the Delta that had been circulating and the Omicron that showed up after. Um, but now this new subvariant that we can't use that shortcut anymore. The the, stel- the uh, spike protein is, is showing up again on those tests. Have you and your team at Northwestern had any sleep in the past two years? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> I would imagine. This is Dr. Egan Ozer, Director of Northwestern Medicine Center for Pathogen uh, Genomics and Microbial Evolution. And they detected that first case in Chicago. It was in a patient that was tested on January 18th. And, and we have been told by many of the doctors at Northwestern that once it hit the U.S., it would spread. There is a headline, though, that says that this variant is 1.5 times more contagious than Omicron. Is that true? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're still sort of trying to figure out what the actual number is, but based on the experience that has been had in other countries, it does seem to be a bit more transmissible than uh, the first uh, version of Omicron. Uh, Lauren Lapka's in the newsroom. She's got a question for you too, doctor. Yeah, I was curious about that with that being known about this subvariant. Obviously, we know that people can get COVID-19 more than once, but since we are just kind of coming down from this latest Omicron surge, what is the likelihood of anyone who recently had COVID, if it was Omicron, to be reinfected with the subvariant? Yeah, that's a, still an open question. Uh, just, we just haven't had enough experience with it yet at this point, even in these other countries. Uh, there is some suggestion, though, at least uh, based on modeling, that uh, it looks like the variants are uh, and the subvariants are close enough together, that they're closely enough related, that uh, it's likely that a, a previous infection with Omicron within the last month or two uh, will still provide uh, a decent amount of protection against reinfection with this new subvariant. But it, it's still an open question to determine how much protection is really present. That's really what everybody wants to know. If I had it, can I get this too? Because that's always a concern. So are you looking to sure. Denmark for a lot of this research? Do they share it freely? Because Denmark seems to have this as their predominant strain right now. 
That's right. Denmark really does have the predominant. It is the predominant strain there. It's uh, the last I looked at was somewhere around 80% of the uh, new cases were with the with the BA2 version. So, but it, yes, Denmark and uh, the UK actually has a uh, significant proportion of their new infections are also with the BA2, and so we're looking to see their experience and their research. And, uh, and using that to inform uh, our predictions and what we think we can expect here. Dr. Egan Ozer, Director of Northwestern Medicine Center for Pathogen Genomics and Microbial Evolution. And it is too soon to predict what will happen, but boy, if anybody knows, it's you and your department. Uh, so the Delta was mostly in the lungs and causing issues. And then I was told that the variant, Omicron, was in the nose and the throat. Therefore, it made it much easier to catch. Do you know about this new variant and where it might be landing and what makes it so transmissible? Yeah, we still don't know exactly what makes it more transmissible. It probably has to do with uh, certain mutations that are within that spike protein, which is the the part of the virus that uh, interacts first um, and most directly with the cells in our lungs and throats and noses. uh, And that's what uh, the virus uses to set up the infection. So it's it's really been changes in that spike protein that have driven a lot of the uh, changes in transmissibility of the different variants over time. Uh, we don't we we do think that it is close enough and you know still part of the that Omicron uh, variant that it is likely to uh, still sort of affect the upper airways more than the lower airways. Um, uh, but that's again sort of an open question. We're still following that, but that that does seem to be the case so far. We don't see any evidence of increased severity of disease with this subvariant relative to the original BA1. And do you think that, I mean, two questions, will it become the dominant variant in this country? And do you think it will pass through as quickly as Omicron did? Yeah, it's still, we don't know. Uh, it, it could certainly become the, the dominant variant. That's we've really, our experience has mirrored the, uh, the UK's experience for previous variants pretty closely. So, uh, the, it's a, I think it's a safe prediction that it may become the, the dominant variant here, but we, we still need more time to see if that is the case. We, it, we haven't been a, a perfect mirror for what's been happening in Europe, but it, it's still been fairly close. So we're just going to have to see what happens here. In terms of whether it's, it affects our course, whether we have a, a new spike or not, we, have, we haven't really seen evidence of that in the other countries. What we've really sort of seen is that as BA2 moved in, that it seemed to sort of stall the uh, decline in cases a little bit. Um, that was certainly the case uh, in the UK, where they had cases were coming down from the first wave uh, of Omicron, and then they just sort of stalled out it, uh, for uh, several days, a couple of weeks. That it just that the, the um, decrease in cases didn't really move very much, and then. More recently, uh, looking at their data, those cases are starting to come down again. Dr. Egan Ozer, um, Director of Northwestern Medicine Center for Pathogen uh, Genomics and Microbial Evolution. Go ahead, finish your thought there. I just was going to say that that, uh, it it just might sort of stall out our our, uh, declining cases, but really Chicago has been having a a consistent decline in cases over the last couple of weeks. Uh, We haven't so far seen any evidence of that stalling out, so uh, it remains to be seen whether whether we have a similar pattern here or not. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, we all have COVID fatigue. Do you still find it, like, exciting? You're excited to go to work every day, or are you just a little burnt out as well? Oh, I'm very excited to go to work every day. This is uh, this is uh, this is what I trained for. So we're very thankful for you and your team at Northwestern. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome.